Okay, this is M's Gems. I am just glad to be doing this because I feel like this is really going to support you guys. I am going to be here to answer anything. So we are going to be auditing whatever you need in business, whatever mindset, boundaries, anything that you're working on, even if it's struggling with celebrating where you're at. That is like a big theme that I know some people go through every year, different times of the year. So I'm excited to dive in. So what do you need support with? How can I help you? And then I have my phone ready if anybody needs an Instagram review or audit or any of those things too. Let me know. I have a cold audience and not many of my ideal clients watch my stories. Any tips to warm them up? Very frustrating. So people don't like my answer, but this is exactly why I think everyone on the internet needs to understand this and really anchor this in. But I'm just going to give you a perspective of what my mindset has always been is that when I am looking at, first of all, I don't look at who watches my stories. I never have. So back when I had 400, 500 followers, when I first started my business, I literally was not looking at who was watching my stories. I also don't look at unless someone's name comes up on my notifications. I do not see who likes my posts either. And that's not because I don't care. It's literally just because I do never want to get myself obsessed or too consumed with that stuff. And I'm already moving on to the next thing, right? So when I put out a post or I get on my stories, I don't get on my stories to warm people up. I get on my stories believing and really having the mindset. And this has been, obviously, I didn't realize I was even doing this in the beginning. Did not know what I was doing, period. But now that I have more awareness around why this has worked over time and how I even went from having an ice cold audience to a hot audience is because I didn't obsess and think about these things, right? So when I would show up, I always had the mindset of my audience is already sold on me, my brand, who I am, my messaging, what I have to teach. And so when I show up, I'm just presenting them my life what I believe in, my day-to-day, and my offers. Like presenting energy is way, like way, way different than proving energy. So proving energy is what do I have to do? What do I have to say? What do I have to show? What do I have to look like in order to warm up my audience? When my energy and my mindset has always been, I don't need to do anything because they're already sold. So who is the kind of person that I want to be, period, right? Whether someone buys today or not, who is the person that I want to be? And then what do I have to present to these people who are already sold, who are already loving what I do, who already are like, this offer is amazing. Like, what if you could actually start viewing your audience like that? That's why there's no pressure around the posts that I make either. So when I put out a post, it's not what does my audience need to hear? It's literally, I sit down and I go, how am I feeling right now? oh, well, right now I'm working on this, this, and this with my mentor, right? And considering, like, okay, so let's say I was going through something negative that day, and it was more so just a stressful day. Like, I'm home by myself right now, but I have been staying with my family, and I'm staying with them until the 5th, and it's amazing, right? Like get to see them, get to hang out with them, get to have them meet Pancake, my dog, like all the things, right? And 
not but, and like there have been stressful conversations. There have been bumping up against each other with certain things, right? Which I feel like a lot of people face every single year. And so when I'm going to sit down and make a post after a day like that, like if that's what's top of mind right now, what would be an empowering way to present that to my audience? Because what I also consider is not just what I want to say and not how I feel, but I also consider how is the person on the other end going to feel when they read this? So what I would never do is I would never vent and go, no one talks about how freaking annoying it is, right? Like at times to like keep your boundaries when you're with like family during, like I would never put it that way, right? Because the person's going to read that and be like, oh yeah, like totally, it's so annoying, right? But what if I put it in an empowering way, like how I am keeping a solid workflow and routine while staying with my family how I keep and maintain boundaries, right? Like completely different energy. So it's like sometimes I will just get an idea from an amazing conversation I just had with a mastermind client, with a private client, with something you guys asked me on a live stream, right? Like that always happens. But most of the time, it's me just even simply asking myself, how do I feel and what do I want to say? And then considering how I want my audience to feel, which is lit up, empowered, like they are ready to move on whatever they've been sitting on, like in the like, let's freaking go energy, how am I going to put this or present this? Again, because I can't get it wrong, because they're already sold. And how am I going to make them feel or how are they going to feel when they read this? Now, you can't control how everyone feels when they consume your content. But you have to consider the emotions and energies that your content is emitting, but also like how people feel when they consume it. When I focus on that and documenting and selling in my stories and stopped zooming in on numbers, first of all, it doesn't even match with like the business that you want. So I'm not sure how big you want your business to be. If you want it to be seven figures someday, multi six figures. When you're at that level, you would never be obsessing or looking at who's watching your stories, how many of them are warmed up, right? So you having that and keeping that mentality now isn't going to have you become a match for that seven figure business, right? So I quickly realized that too and caught myself. Like, oh, like when I'm at that level, everybody is going to be buying, right? So the people that don't buy, I won't even notice. So like, what if I was, I was in that mindset now? Not kind of like I was. Okay. So I have to say, so there's all different types of strategies in terms of the type of posts that I made to build a hot audience, things like that. But like considering the way that you put your question or concern in the comments. That's the biggest thing you need to work on first. Okay. Astan said, I kind of switched my focus in my business. Well, a bit clearer. Can you tell me if it's clear and some content pieces I could produce to create hot, a hot audience who are ready to work with me? I support Christians to have the clarity, inner confidence and boldness to step into their calling. Okay. So Aston, just considering like your personal story, right? Like when you go to share your personal story, and I know you're in the empire, but you are in 
the Masterclass Empire, but the group program that's in the Empire, I know you don't have access to it yet, but Content to Cashflow, the group program that I have, and now it's a course, that is definitely going to be the program for you. So you can always buy it separately. I'm just going to unapologetically say that. This is literally the step-by-step post on like everything I'm about to say. Whereas right now, like obviously I can't go deeper into it, but I can break down different types of posts that have supported me in building a hot audience. Okay. So I'm just going to say that your bio and I help statement The thing is, when you go to tell your personal story, which I'm going to explain how to do that in a second, that actually like is going to stand out, your pain points and your desires that you had when you were in your ideal client's shoes, you got to ask yourself, could I get more, even more specific with who I am talking to, right? So, and this all has to do with what type of coach that you are. So if you are a business coach, okay. Then helping people get clarity, right, to step into their calling and the confidence to do so, that makes sense. If you're a mindset coach, it's like the way that I would present your bio so that it resonates with your ideal client and that your messaging is really congruent with the problems that you help your audience solve is I'm not niche down if you think about it. Like it's coaches, but I can work with men, women, whatever, right? So when I go to share my personal story, though, what I choose to share very much has to do with the person I want to call in and talk to. So if I wanted to call in somebody who's just starting their business out, I'm not going to share the personal story. That's like how I went from 60 to 80k months. You know what I mean? I'm not going to share that because that is too over the head of somebody who's just starting their business. If I said how I just pulled the trigger and left corporate without having signed one client, right? Like that's going to drop in a lot more with someone just starting out their business. It's not that people who are more established aren't going to resonate with that. They certainly are. I feel like we've all had the fuck it moment where we're like, I'm just going to do it. I'm tired of talking about it. And whether that was part-time, full-time, or even just like making an Instagram saying what you do. Like, it's just about knowing when you share your personal story, what stage of life is this person? What do they do for a living kind of thing? So if you don't need to zoom in on what this person does for a living, and this is what people don't talk about, a niche could be what the person does, like a coach, a niche could be how the person feels, right? And a niche could be how a person wants to feel. So don't ever let a business coach or anyone on the internet tell you that you have to know the person's like geographical location, their favorite sports, like colors, food, all the things to like identify who you're talking to. That exercise or those niche exercises are really just for you to get a clear image in your head of who you're talking to. It's not that you actually need to know those things. So my thing for you, Aston, is like I would get really clear on like, If it's someone who's Christian, do you prefer to work with men or women if there's no preference and you want to just keep Christians? So based on where this person is at in their life, right, is it you five years ago? Is it people you may have already worked with for free, right? 
So you said, I don't want to help people to get clients or launch a biz, just get clarity on their calling, whether it's biz or ministry, and then work through the mindset stuff. So you need to be very clear that like, it's mainly about mindset. Cause when I read your bio, it, I'm not clear. Like, are you going to help me piece together what my calling is and how to execute it? Right? So this is where really like identifying yourself unapologetically with like, I am a mindset coach because that's primarily what I want to focus on with my clients. And then in your bio saying, I help Christians find the confidence and clarity to go all in on their purpose, or I help Christians get out of their own way and get clarity on how to build the confidence and clarity to create their dream life to I mean, for you, it just sounds like you're really trying to help them find what their calling is in terms of a profession. So my question for you is like, how is your ideal client describing that? Are they calling it a profession? Are they calling it a career? Are they calling it like, you know, their mission? Like, what are they calling that? And then I would use that to describe that thing. Right. So if a lot of the people you've been talking to are saying like, you know, Asana, I'm just really struggling figuring out what I want to do, then you would be a lot better off using the words. I'm like struggling to figure out what you want to do. Right. As like a segment of your bio, if that makes sense. So I would just write out different versions. And then obviously the one that resonates with you, but is still resonating with that person and what they have shared with you. That's what I would go ahead and use. Now, in terms of the types of posts, again, content to cash flow is the program, but here is what I want to say. The first type of post that I feel like just really supported me this year with like building an even hotter audience was when I tell my personal story, there's two types. There's my personal story then, and there's my personal story now, which is my personal story then can look like so many things. A lot of times it's a blend of my personal story then and my personal story now, meaning there's a lot of like timeline posts where I'm showing like from then to now. So it's like a carousel that you swipe through and there's a before and after picture, a then and now picture, right? And when I do a post like that is I am zooming in though on a specific thing. But like, do you see how I wasn't like, all the things I was struggling with like this time last year. Like it was like I broke it down into different categories, but I also zoomed in on a specific moment where that picture on the left was me in the exact same bathroom, exact same hotel doing the exact same yearly review, right? So it's like, okay, the, but this was me in this moment, this time last year. Now I could have done another one that was like how I used to, sell versus how I sold this year. Really specific, right? Now, sometimes the specifics are here are the shifts I made from, you know, my old business model to now. So a post like that, I also did this past week. But that is considered a blend of my personal story then versus now, but I'm zooming in on what specifically is the comparison. So the specifics of this post is like the shifts I made in my business. The specifics of the post before that was like, what's the difference between last year's yearly offsite compared to this year's? The other types of posts that I mentioned was, you know, my personal story now. So 
that's kind of a blend, right? Because the picture on the right or the photo on the right is what I'm doing right now. So this is just anywhere where you can express what you are currently doing to continue to grow your business or walk your talk. So the post that went crazy, there's over 300 likes. I forget how many saves there are, but it's like absolutely bananas. This is an example of my personal story now. So why I book a hotel room every year at the end of December to review the year and how I do it. Well, that is me just going, hey guys, like this is me walking my talk, but also like, here's how I do it. Even when I share milestones, I'm not just saying like, I did this, look at me. I'm literally like, yeah, like I had a great month or I had the biggest launch ever, but here are the steps that it took for me to create that. Let me see if I can find one more. Okay, this is one. How I have worked through investing in a lot at once, seeing the number in my bank account go down and not needing anyone to buy from me to calm me down. So that's something I have worked through right? Consciously and right? Like I'm breaking down the steps that I did to get there. Now, in terms of value posts, there's evergreen value and seasonal value. So seasonal value is very much like the posts that I'm making that are seasonal value. I can't post them any time of year, any other time of year, because they're not going to make sense. So meaning you guys have probably been seeing a lot of like 2023 posts, a lot of like Christmassy posts and holiday posts and things like that. Those posts aren't going to make sense in the middle of March, right? Or April. So this is where this is seasonal, right? So there is a season for this value. So an example of this would be, okay, fun things you can sell in December. That is considered seasonal value because that post doesn't make sense, like, or isn't relevant, right? Any other time of year. So that would be an example. And then things to sell on Cyber Monday. Well, this post was literally made on Cyber Monday, right? So that is considered seasonal value. Now, evergreen value are the things I want to talk about, regardless of what I'm selling. That is what I stand for and what I represent, right? So things I love teaching, things I want people to know me for as an expert in, Right. So this is something my ideal client can use at any time. Okay. So signs your conversations with your mentor are ready to evolve like yesterday. Okay. That is value that my ideal client can use literally at any time. The things that became impossible to ignore when I desired to scale past 300K. That is evergreen value. My ideal client can use that at any time of the year. Right. So it isn't conditional to it being the holidays, New Year's, whatever, right? So you gotta really decide, these are called brand pillars. So you get to really decide like things you want people to know you for. So regardless of what you are selling, this is where when people ask me, and what do you post during the launch? It's like, I post the same thing. <laughs> like I, I make the same kinds of content is what I'm saying because my selling is done on my stories. Okay. Now, personality slash polarizing content, this is where like sometimes it does blend with value content because signs your conversations with your mentor are ready to evolve. That was a little bit of a saucy post, right? Like, okay, like those kind of posts where you're like, I actually want to vomit, but I want to post this because it's something I stand for no matter what. The post I made last night is an example of this. So me sharing that time an unaligned client wanted to pay me over $48,000 and I said no, here is why, right? So 
that post really showed what I believe in, right? Which is like remaining in integrity and not lowering your standards for a sale, right? But like not everybody's going to agree with that. There might be people who read that post and they're like, I would have signed them, like whatever, right? Because they, I don't know, don't believe in that. Another one is, I don't know who needs to hear this, but you aren't coach hopping if you fully honored the commitment, showed up for it, fully for it and leaned in all the way. It just means you haven't found your person yet when it comes to finding a mentor. Take the best from each experience, pull the lessons from it and know that none of it was wasted time. Even if the lesson was, I'm so grateful I had the experience because I'm that much more clear on who I am or who or what I'm looking for in terms of the support I desire. So that's a polarizing post. Personality posts are more of the shareable, showing your personality, kind of things that aren't exactly value. They're not telling a story. So I did actually a couple over the past couple weeks. So one of them being, so this was before I had gotten my nails done. I This nail was broken and I had red nails in the reel. It was like a shareable post, like people wanted to share it. So if my nails could talk, coaching edition. So every time I held up one of my hands and it was the nail broken, I was like saying very like scarcity things, right? That a lot of coaches go through, have experienced in the past. And then whenever I showed the hand that was like all done up and perfect, I was like very unattached, was like, it was funny to me. I was laughing hysterically making it. So that would be a considered a personality post. Another one would be like me just even saying, share this post and tag the person who used to trigger you at the start of the year and now you feel so grateful for them because of it. Share this post and tag the people whose content you feel like you should have caught, should have cost money. It was that damn good. Share this post and tag the mentor who helped you become a better leader. Share this post if you feel so grateful for having found your mentor this year. And then there's a bunch of other ones. So this is very shareable content. This is like showing my personality, right? Like there isn't like giving a ton of value, but at the same time, it's like a way to connect with my audience, a way for them to resonate with me as a human or just what I'm saying, okay? So that, and then the one more type of post I highly suggest to everyone on here is a catalog post. So a catalog post is where you're explaining the difference between your offers, right? Or you are sharing what it's like for your client to be in your world. So this is where this week my private client asked if she could also join my rolling mastermind while she stays a private client. Here is why, right? So when I made that post, that is me talking about my client, right? So first of all, she is the cash flow to be able to do that. She just signed up for my year long mastermind and she's a private client, wants to stay a private client even after the mastermind starts. Like she's absolutely insane when it comes to like her going after what she wants, getting the most out of an investment. You know, she's really joining my mastermind because she is creating a mastermind in the new year and really wants to like immerse herself in a mastermind experience to feel like she's of integrity to sell one, which is so cool, right? But I've never had in the history of my business a client pay for both at the same time, like literally be in both at the same time. I've never had that. So me sharing that, yes, was talking about like the type of people I work with. Like they're not just investing when they have a problem, right? 
they're investing even when things are good and they want to join my program to like actually experience whatever I'm selling. Right. Like that is actually a thing. Okay. So that would be an example of like a catalog post. Like this is showing these are the type of people that are in my world. This is what they're doing. This is how she came to this conclusion kind of thing. Another really good example is I show this one all the time, but it's me explaining the difference between my offers. As you guys, if you do step into micro offers, doing a catalog post like this is really, really good because not only are you like teaching your audience like the difference between your offers, but especially people that are on the fence, do you want to work with you, are trying to decide between like two different offers to work with you, this is like an amazing post because they're like seeing everything. That's why I call it a catalog, right? Okay, like, ooh, this is what it's like to be a client of hers. This is like the difference between our program. So I think you guys are getting it. All right, so I am gonna move on to the next question because I feel like that was loaded and so much. So I hope you guys got a lot out of that. I needed to add a 12 month option, but hesitating if I should or not. Kathy, what is the hesitation? Is it you not believing that someone would wanna sign up with you for a year? Fear number one. Fear number two, is it that someone wouldn't be able to pay you for the year? Fear number two. Fear number three, is it that you just think no one's going to choose it? Or is it for all of the above? Let me know. Do you prepare your template visual in advance or when you're creating a post, you always start from nothing? Okay, I never start from nothing. That is a really, really good question. So over time, if you guys look at my feed there is kind of a pattern going on. It's not that all of my posts look the same, they don't. There's things I've just experimented with and then I never use that format again. But like, if you guys look at my Instagram, it's really like, kind of the theme is there's a cutout photo of me with bold text next to me, right? That's like one template I'm constantly using. Then when I go to make another post that's like that, I obviously change out the photo and then I might change up the colors of the text or the actual font itself. I stick to primarily two fonts all the time. It's Glacial Indifference and then League Spartan all the time. Those are both on Canva. Um, the second kind of template, which I wouldn't even call it a template because this is the only one I have to create from scratch outside of like reels and stuff is when I take a photo and I open it up in Instagram stories and then use the text that's on Instagram stories to type over the photo. And then I'm just saving each photo to my phone if it's like a carousel. Then there are just Canva templates I have where it's just white background, pink text. I've been starting to play around with like creating gradient text, which is something you can YouTube. <laughs> I've just, and it's a lot. Sometimes it doesn't work. I don't know if I'm doing it correctly all the time, but I'm starting to experiment with that just to like change things up a little bit. Another template is like the timeline post. So when I'm like blending my personal story then to now, there's usually like photos of me in it. Like I, I don't think I've ever told a personal story where there's not like a photo at least of me in it. So um, yeah, I first, how I make that kind of like the before and after framed photos is there's this app called PicStitch on my phone. And then what I'll do is when I have the before and after, it makes this cool frame around it from the app on my phone. I will airdrop it to my laptop and then I will use Canva to like type over it kind of thing. Then obviously I do a reel probably every like 
I don't count, like, I don't count how much I do reels. Like, it's just like when I really feel like it would be way more powerful with like me doing a voiceover, me doing video, like really just depends. But most of the time it's like something like I'm trying to really just drop in with my audience or I'm telling a story is when I do a reel or I'm giving value and it's me like talking to the camera. Another template is it's like either a pink, some kind of colored background and I will just have bold text over it with like some emojis I'll put on top of it. And then sometimes I will do kind of a collage and then type over it with Instagram stories. Sometimes I'll just use my notes app on my phone and then screenshot each of like the notes app. And then, so I wouldn't consider that a template, I guess, but it's a way that I create a post. Other ones are where I will have a photo of myself with kind of this like transparent black like square over the picture and then like hot pink text over it. Sometimes I'll use the notes app and then crop like what I was saying and put that over a picture in the cover photo. Sometimes I will look on Pinterest for a background that fits my brand aesthetic. So like, you know, ink spill, hot pink, retro, glam kind of thing. And I'll use that as a background and then have a white box over it with text. And then that's like the template. And then the last one is really just like white text with black and pink writing over it. That's pretty like long form. So it's a lot in one. Okay. So every time I go, just to let you guys know, it's not really a, like I wouldn't call it a template, but like if I had to, I guess that's what it would be called. So every time I want to make another iteration of it, I will just hit file copy and then make another one. Elodie said, do you think it's possible to delegate the creation of visuals for our publications or delegate the writing of our publications? I love doing visuals, but I hate writing them. I never will because you're brand voice is a part of your brand. So if someone else is writing the content, it's going to be very, very hard for people to connect with your personality. And like, listen, I hate writing too. That's not, that's why I'm not a Facebook person. So things like carousels, reels, like things where that sometimes like when I don't feel like writing, it's like a bullet point kind of format type of post, you know, rather than like long form. So this is where you just have to find with like, Maybe a Lodi, like, it's going to be easier for you to actually create reels because you don't like writing, right? And that could mean you talking to the camera, giving value, you showing different clips from your Instagram stories to tell a story instead of writing it out. And then maybe, like, just once in a while, you will write a post that'll be, like, very bullet point. Like, you'll do it for your value content so that when you break down steps or directions or whatever, that it's like a lot easier to write than long form. It's just about like working it, right? Like based on who you actually are, but I would never have someone write, someone else write my stuff. My content's very in the moment. So if anyone tried to create content for me, it definitely wouldn't translate with what I want to say. Any other questions? Did you ever hold workout challenges? Yes. Okay. So not a lot. I'm not going to lie. So my business was called Fit Mompreneur when I was a fitness coach. And so instead of like you guys see me do master classes now, right? Because I love being on video, obviously. Very animated. Love the feedback when I teach. So in place of that, when I was a fitness coach, going back, what I would have really loved to do actually 
was I would have loved to do more masterclasses as a fitness coach because I don't see enough fitness coaches doing them. I'm seeing, I love it because some of my clients who are fitness coaches are starting to add them to their offers and things, which is great. I love that. But I think more fitness coaches could be more open to masterclasses because experiencing someone on video is really valuable, right? Like you guys in some way, shape or form probably experienced me on video before you ever purchased anything, joined anything, because it's a really good way to like connect with the person. That's why reels are so powerful to change it up, right? With your content and not always just use Canva and things like that. So for workout challenges, they were always run through Facebook. So sometimes they would be free and they would just be like two or three days and I would do a live stream for each day. I did one about time management. It was called fitting it in like FIT for fit. And it was all about, it was like my three day challenge on how to fit in your fitness as a full time entrepreneur. Cause I was supporting women entrepreneurs and talking to them as a fitness coach. And then the paid ones that I did were eight weeks. They were always around like $97 and Sometimes they were eight, sometimes it was six. It really just depended on like how much I thought was necessary. And basically people, everyone got the same workouts for those eight weeks and the same guidelines in terms of like nutrition guidelines. So I never like would say like eat this much and give them numbers. It was always just like a grocery list or, you know, breakfast, lunch, snack, dinner ideas rather than like a full blown meal plan. And then what I would do is I would just have the Facebook group open for the eight weeks. I would go live like, okay, so since it's eight weeks, like I would go live once a week and just do like, I would talk about something. It would kind of be like this, right? Like a little bit of like auditing as people were doing the challenge so they could get to know me even more. And then there was an offer at the end of the challenge where they could take the amount that they invested for the challenge and I would take it off of whatever coaching package that they wanted. So I would do a challenge like I did one sometimes for my birthday, like in November, and then just theme them based on like the time of year. So and I would do a giveaway. So like people who posted their progress photos, right, like every day for the eight weeks or took pictures of what they ate, like you could have different guidelines, you could give away like basically a credit towards your coaching. So it could be like a credit is one option, like let's say $200 towards your private coaching, whoever wins first place, second place could be $100, third place could be $50. And then in instead of a credit, you could also offer like a macro assessment or a macro call or like whatever, right? an extended payment plan, you could give them one of your courses, like, it's totally up to you. If I go helping them to figure out what they want to do, would that go into biz coaching? Don't want a biz coach, I'm trying to figure out how to get No, I just think if you are clearest on that you're helping them get the clarity and the confidence to step into what they want to do, that's very, very different than you saying like, I'm going to help you create a business or help you like get it off the ground, right? So it's just about being very clear about that in the things you teach in your content, but also up front in your bio. I have I've had an overwhelming outreach and starting private group workouts. So any advice? Okay, Ashley, I'd love to know what you mean about that. 
obviously you're going to get support and no brainer offer too, because I know you're in the membership. So we can dive further into this. I'd rather focus on the mindset part, but I feel as if I will have to be, have a session with them about the clarity piece. Like I do in past, but my ideal clients already know what they're called to do, but the mindset piece are in the way. Okay. So your whole thing as Stan should be like helping them get out of their own way so they can powerfully step into their purpose, not help them figure it out. So like I would take away the clarity part. So their beginning stage could be in a job like I was, but feeling unfulfilled, frustrated, feeling as if they're just going through the motions, but I could help them figure out what they want to do, but I don't want to touch on the side of biz. Okay, so you got to figure out a son. Are you talking to the person who doesn't know what they want to do? Or are you talking to the person who already knows what they want to do? It's just their mindset. Two different things. Oh my God, true. I have a credit to use with you. I'll DM you. Yes, Elodie, you have a credit. Elodie like has won so many giveaways. It's insane. Yes, I just did a credit for sharing so many ideas. Is it ethical to promise something to your prospective clients if you've not achieved it yet? Say like 5K months if you've not achieved the milestone. I would love to join your membership soon. Yeah, Mun Mun, it's amazing. And the membership guys in Q1, this isn't a scarcity tactic. The prices are going to go up for my membership. It's insanity, like what you get inside my membership. And I have been feeling into the pricing and I'm like, I am so glad that people were able to hop on this, right? Like at these current prices, but you guys know the itch when you feel like something needs to change and I'm kind of feeling it. And it's just about the membership for now. I'm just saying that. Okay, so I never lead with numbers, period. So even Mun Mun, if you had created 5K months, I never ever lead with numbers because it tends to attract clients who are super attached to achieving that number, creating that number. And it's kind of like promising them a number, right, in your marketing. And I know you're not intentionally trying to do that, but you attract a lot of clients who are signing up to get the quick 5K months. And they're not in the long-term sustainability vibe, right? Of like, they're not attached to when it happens. They want it to happen. But when you lead with a number, you tend to attract people who are super attached to like a number. And then I would never want to feel responsible for like saying that they're going to get to 5k months and then for whatever reason, because like you, you are not responsible for someone's results. Somebody could attend any, every single training that you do and then completely blow off the consistent action when they're not on the training. Okay. So I love you guys so, so much. I have enjoyed literally doing this so much. I am such a responder kind of person. So answering questions, it's been so fun. So Thank you so much for hopping in, plugging in, sharing me on your stories. I love you guys so, so much. Obviously, a lot of you are already plugged into my world. If you are not and you want to join anything or have any questions or need anything, my Instagram is my Instagram. So yeah, I gave you all the links to my post, so I'm sure it's easy to find. But I love you guys. 